What's up, nerds? I'm Nerd Pastor Nate from Checkpoint Church, the church for nerds, geeks, and gamers, and also your host this week for Bible Thump. Maybe it's just me, but for the bulk of my adult life, we've been living in this kind of gaming renaissance. Since the Switch released, I've had more Nintendo games to get through than ever before. Since getting a Steam account matched with Humble Bundle, I have nearly 2,000 PC games, most of which, let's just be honest here, are never gonna see the light of day. And then you have new games dropping every single month with these expansive 100-hour epic storylines or never-ending community support in the games-as-service world. To be frank, folks, I am tired, or at least I was. About three years ago, I discovered a thing called Backlog, though I know a lot of the folks here at Love Thy Nerd use GG, which is pretty much the same thing. It allows me to organize my gaming collection, most importantly, into the games I want to play in the future. It's far from perfect, but it's provided a whole lot of solace for my ADHD brain to sort and organize and prioritize my gaming hobby into my life without consuming every waking moment. Most importantly, it gave me permission to let go of the worry of playing every little thing or keeping up with every little thing. Instead, I just get to plug something into the app, set it and forget it until I'm ready for the next game. Now you throw in some randomly generated numbers and boom, I've not had stress over what game to play in like three years. I just get to enjoy the biggest titles and methodically work through the rest when I have the time. I can remember when I first expressed this frustration, a lot of people didn't seem to understand. They would tell me, hey, it's time to grow out of games or you just need to prioritize your family as if that wasn't the entire reason that I was restructuring my gaming hobby in the first place. I get it. Gaming is a hobby, it should be treated as such, but we can't just allow our mindset of the simple pleasures of life distract from the fact that we do in some way actually need those simple pleasures. However, even if you are team no games or no anime or no whatever, it should still be stated that sometimes it doesn't help to try and quit something cold turkey, especially if it's not something harmful. It's just something that needs a little space, time, and intentionality to evolve. In fact, sometimes it doesn't even have anything to do with the actual like thing at all, but instead the control that it has over us. This gets to our scripture for this Bible thump. In the Gospel of Matthew chapter 11, we have this account where Jesus has just finished absolutely chastising a myriad of towns where he'd been performing miracles. Woe to you, he spoke over these towns, for if the miracles had been performed in any of the worst of the worst cities in the Old Testament text, which all of these folks would have known about, if those miracles had been performed in those towns, they would have gotten the point. But these cities will be judged worse than the worst of the worst for not repenting when they saw Jesus's miracles. Then we have a verse that you might've heard before from Matthew 11, starting in 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Huh? Now, are you hearing the weird juxtaposition there? Jesus has just finished up this killer visceral rant. And then the text says when he was finished with this chastisement, after this, he thanks God the Father, offers up one of the most calming and peaceful texts that we have since like Psalm 23. What is Jesus driving at here? What is Matthew hoping we will see from these two texts being in the same chapter and being told in succession? Let's take a look at what might connect these two passages. While we're picking up at different points of what might have been the active day-to-day -day ministry of Jesus, in our first passage, we sort of have what happens after Jesus has offered something amazing and it's been ultimately ignored. Then in the second passage, we have what was actually being offered by Jesus in the first place. So they're kind of like flip-flopped. If we swap them, 
Maybe it'll make a little bit more sense. It starts with the second passage that explains Jesus's offer, an easy yoke and a light burden. Then we get back into the first passage where Jesus calls out the towns that didn't get the plot. They didn't understand the argument that Jesus was making. They didn't get the gift that was being offered. In fact, the first passage doesn't even mention the whole peaceful yoke and burden thing as part of the bargain. Instead, Jesus only uses this seemingly more aggressive word, repentance. Now, Maybe it's just from my experience as a nerd, but I'm more used to that word being screamed at me by people who weirdly have megaphones outside of convention centers. And apple crates in 2023? I, I don't know where they get those to this day. So the apple crated message is usually not offered in a space of love, but instead screamed and shouted. And let's be honest here, okay? Jesus is kind of yelling in this passage. It, it, it's in my headcanon, at least, that Jesus is saying this pretty loudly. So maybe it's time to go buy some apple crates. Let's slow down just a minute and talk about the elephant in the room that is the word repentance. It has a lot of weight for a lot of us. To repent in our small definition probably translates to just asking for forgiveness for our sin. But what if there is more to it than just simple forgiveness? In the original Greek, the word for repentance is metanoio, and it more accurately translates to changing of the mind. Think of Paul's call for transformation of the mind. To repent means to think differently, not just to be sorry or to ask for forgiveness, but to transform our concept of something. So let's back up a bit with that in mind. What are we then to transform? Consider again the second passage. Jesus offers a yoke that is easy and a burden that is light. What are we talking about here? A yoke is essentially the harness or giant wooden collar that would have been affixed to an oxen when they would carry cargo. A burden typically referred to something physical that would have been literally carried in a bag or on one's shoulders, something that would hold them down. Jesus doesn't say, my yoke doesn't exist, or my burden is no burden. There is a yoke, but the yoke is easy. There is a burden, but the burden is light. Both of these refer to something being placed upon the animal or person. Jesus is offering a new way of being. But the new way of being is not a lack of being altogether. Instead, Jesus is calling people to a change of who is in control. What yoke are you wearing? What burden is weighing you down at all? A transformation or repentance of our obsession with control is what's in order. Take on the yoke of Jesus so that he might steer you in a better, easier way. Take on the burden of Jesus because it is lighter than the burden that you carry now. Over and over in the Gospels, Jesus echoes the same issue with those whom he simply cannot approve of. It's not those that ignore him. It's not those that aren't worthy of him. It's not those that beat him or abuse him or ultimately murder him. Jesus is most upset by those who refuse to change their mind and follow the lighter burden and easier yoke that he is offering. It all echoes back to control. But the amazing part of control is that it's this thing that only causes more stress the tighter that we hold on to it. It's a lesson woven deep into our favorite games, anime, movies, comics, whatever. Those striving for control are always the ones who most need to lose it. When we lean into something greater, whether that's a higher power or just the all-too-common power of friendship in our favorite stories, we always find that letting go of control is what provides the best results. Think back to my experience with Backlog when I was so tightly holding on to all the games I so desperately wanted to play, I was ironically spending so much time fretting about the things I wanted to do that I would wind up doing none of them at all. 
Paradoxically, letting go of the obsession I had over playing all the games has allowed me to play more than ever before. Or maybe you're the parent of a young one like me. My four-year-old will constantly try to establish her independence, which, hey, you know, makes me one heck of a proud dad. Love to see that. But I also know when she's about to mess something up. And so I'll try to help, but her need to control the situation takes over and inevitably results in disaster when she can't figure it out. I'm stubborn, she's stubborn, and odds are you're pretty stubborn too. Control is one of the many afflictions of our human condition. What's important is that we notice our capability to adapt. I learned a better way when gaming was dragging me down. My daughter will eventually realize that I'm here to help her and not usurp her selfhood. And I think this is the truth that Jesus is trying to reveal as well. Repentance isn't about some one and done fix. His miracles weren't just to show people he could do miracles. And so they should just come to him when they need help. Instead, it's the start of this lifelong transformation thing. Instead, Jesus offers a call to a change of perspective, a renewed mind that sees that Jesus is a better way forward. We don't need to just quit our old lives cold turkey. Being a Christian isn't about just leaving things behind necessarily, but it is absolutely about letting go of the things that control you and then giving that control over to someone with a much easier yoke and lighter burden. That's someone, of course, being Jesus. So how about you? Are you finding yourself tired? Are you having trouble making ends meet or finding joy in things? You might be holding on too tight. You might just want too much control over the things that are plaguing you. It might be time to let that control go and seek the help that you've always been needing. It can be something as trite as the stressor that is video games and the eternal backlog. Maybe it's time to let go of the backlog and just enjoy the moment. Or it could be something much more serious like a grudge or hurt that you're holding on to. Maybe it's time to let go of that control to the one who can sustain that and offer a lighter burden. Best case scenario, look at the bright side. You're not currently parked on an apple crate outside a convention trying to control the lives of others, unless you are one of those. Then please tell me, where are you finding all of these apple crates? All jokes aside, I encourage you to ask yourself seriously, where might you need to loosen the grip a bit? Where might you need to lean into Jesus directly or just into a community that you find yourself in? Maybe it's a church. Maybe it's just a group of friends that you really love and trust. It can be hard to bear the weight of the world on your shoulders. So hear it from me. You deserve more than that. No one should have to take on everything for themselves. At the very least, you have an awesome community here at LTN or through any of these awesome Bible Thump pastors and their communities. We're here for you, and we want you to experience the grace and new life that is in Jesus. With that, I want to thank you for allowing me this time and let you know that if you want more of this kind of content, Checkpoint has a weekly nerdy sermon that drops every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern. We would love to have you there for more conversations just like this one. We're doing deep dives into some of your favorite anime games, comic books, everything that's coming out as it comes out. We try and tackle stuff that's new and fresh and exciting. I would love if you check out some of the stuff that we're doing over there. In closing, I have been Nerd Pastor Nate. I thank you for joining me this week for Bible Thump. Be sure to join us for the next one and click that big beautiful like button or subscribe button if you haven't already. Until next time, we love you, you matter, and of course, Jesus loves you nerds.